Hey Lifeline, if we've never met before, my name is Luke and I'm excited because we are in week two of our series called The Real Jesus. Uh, this, during this series, we've been uh, taking some time to get to know who Jesus is. Uh, we've looked at some stories and some things they said in an effort to know who he actually is like for real. And so to start off our time together tonight, I am curious, uh, do you like movies that are a little bit confusing? I'm confused. Like uh, movies where you kind of have to really pay attention to completely understand what is happening. Actually, what do you do when you're watching those movies? Like there's a group of people who ask questions the entire time. And if that's you, I don't like you very much. No, I'm just kidding. I like you just the way you are, except for that little detail about you. Uh, you know those people where like, wait, who's that guy? What's he doing? I don't remember him. What was his name again? Was he in that other movie? Those people, not my favorite. Then there are the people like me who just uh, nod along, like I act like I know what's going on when I really don't. <laughs> I remember I watched an entire movie about space. It was called Interstellar. And I was with a group of friends and the whole time I'm like, good movie. Yeah, great. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I still don't to this day. The reason I asked that question is because tonight we're going to look at a story where uh, Jesus says some things to his disciples that are uh, confusing, or at least were confusing to one of them sitting around the table. And when he uh, shares this, this thing about what's gonna happen and who he is and all this stuff, uh, I'm so glad that a disciple raises his hand, a picture, and asks a question, what in the world are you talking about? Because that disciple asked the question, you and I get to know a little bit more about who Jesus is. So, if you uh, have a Bible, we are going to be in uh, John chapter 14. John is one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the New Testament, that tell the story of who Jesus is. Now, uh, a little bit of uh, background for this story. Uh, this is near the end of Jesus' life. Uh, it's a scene that is known as the Last Supper. This is the last time that Jesus would get his followers together and uh, give them some of the key reminders and things that are important about him and about what they are to do. Uh, as he would leave the table, he would be betrayed and beaten. He would be uh, arrested and he would ultimately uh, be executed on a cross. So this is kind of like Jesus's uh, last words to his disciples. Of course, until he would rise from the grave, he would come back uh, with them for a little while and, and teach them some more. This is a significant conversation. And uh, within this conversation, Jesus starts talking about the fact that he's leaving them. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna be gone for a little while and I'm gonna be preparing a place for you and uh, I'm gonna go and be with the Father. It was all this kind of mysterious language around him leaving somewhere and preparing a place for those who follow him. Now, right in the midst of this little speech that Jesus gives, I picture one of his disciples cutting him off, right? Uh, raising his hand and saying, hold on, what are you talking about? 
This disciple's name is Thomas, and he is a good character in the story because he, uh, him and his question allow us to know more about who Jesus is. So uh, this is in uh, John chapter 14, verse 5. Jesus had just said, uh, when everything is ready, I'll come back and get you. I'm preparing a place for you, all these things. And, and Thomas kind of cuts him off and he says, no, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. Thomas, I picture Thomas like he's eating at the dinner and kind of listening to what Jesus is saying, trying to follow. And then he's like, hold on, we don't know where you are going. And then he says this, so how can we know the way? How can we know the way to where you are going? How can we know the way to, uh, Jesus was saying that he was going to be with the Father. He was preparing this place for his followers. And Thomas was like, how can we know the way where you're going? And I just think that's a, a great question to pause on. How can we know the way? I mean, in many ways, I, even if Thomas didn't realize this, he was asking the question that I think all of humanity is asking. How do we really know the way to God? How do we really know the way to eternity in the presence of God, the one who is perfect and loving and, and beautiful? Thomas is saying, we have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? And you know what? Jesus, in his kindness, clarifies what he's talking about. He uh, lets Thomas and his disciples in on uh, a secret that uh, many people build their life on today, and that's this. Verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know my who my father is. From now on, you do know him. You do know God because you have seen him. This is what Jesus says. He says, you want to know the way? You want to know the way to uh, eternity with God? You want to know the way to the father? You want to know the way to this place that I'm preparing for you? I am the way. And then he says, I am the truth and I am the life. So, the question is, what do these words mean? Like, there are some significant statements that Jesus makes. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And I want to spend just a few minutes going through each one. So, we'll start with, I am the way. Jesus was saying that uh, it is only through him that people can get to God. Now, uh, Something important here is whenever Jesus says something, you have to also ask, like, what is he not saying? And uh, based on what is popular and what uh, sometimes we as broken people tend to believe, uh, he doesn't say some things that would maybe be what we would predict. Like, he doesn't say, you want to know the way? Following all the rules is the way. He doesn't say, you want to know the way, Thomas? Uh, going to church all the time is the way to God. He doesn't say, you want to know the way, Thomas? Being a generally good person is the way. He also does not say that, uh, that Jesus is one of the many ways to get to God. No, Jesus makes this, uh, this proclamation. He says, I am the way. If you want to get to God, if you want to uh, be saved, if you want to be secure in uh, how you are spending your eternity, if you want to be secure in uh, where you are, are going and who you are with, it is through Jesus. 
What Jesus says here reminds me of a different verse from the New Testament book of Romans, where Paul lays out for the people he's writing a letter to exactly how one can be saved. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, Paul says this, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by uh, openly declaring your faith that you are saved. What Paul and Jesus are saying here are very similar. If you want to be saved, if you want to know the way to God, it is not by doing good things. It is not by uh, church attendance. It is not by uh, being a generally good person. It is by trusting and knowing Jesus. My friends, I have tried to save myself. I mean, I remember when I was in middle school and high school, I tried to be a good kid, tried to stay out of trouble, tried to do all that. And I thought that that was the same thing as knowing Jesus. And then I realized I can't possibly be good enough for a perfect God. And I learned that Jesus was the only way to God. Putting my trust and my faith and my hope in Jesus is what saved me. And it's what saves you. Jesus is the way. The second thing that Jesus says about himself is, I am the truth. Now, what does that mean? A lot of times when we're taught what is truth and what is lie, we're, we're taught about ideas, right? Like that belief is true, that belief is not true. Or that opinion is true, that opinion is not true. Or, that recollection of what happened was true, that recollection of what happened is not true. Well, what we learn here in what Jesus says is that truth is not just uh, uh, ideas. It's not just beliefs. Truth is a person. See, not only did Jesus live his life perfectly, where uh, the more I understand who he is and the more I uh, build my life on who he is, the more true of a human I am being, we also learn that Jesus is the embodiment of what is true. Jesus gives us the clearest a definition of what truth looks like when it's lived out. The way he lived his life, the, the things that he said, those are the truths that we can build our lives on. See, uh, for me, I get so many ideas in my head, uh, uh, beliefs about myself, beliefs about the world, uh, and I, I, I receive so many influences from friends, from social media, from uh, anything that I'm taking in. And what I've realized in, in studying this and thinking about it is uh, I have a better understanding of what is true the more I know Jesus. I have a better understanding not just of what is true about God or what is true about the Bible or what is true about churchy things. I have a better understanding of what's true about me when I know Jesus, when I uh, read his word, when I spend time with him because he is truth. He is the embodiment of truth. So Jesus says, I am the way. I'm the only way to God. I'm the only one that can save you. I am the truth. I am truth in human form. And then the last thing he says is, I am the life. And he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is something I've said before, and I'll say it again. Jesus is the one who gives us life. Jesus says, in me, in following me, in building your life on me, that is where real life is found. It's like in Jesus' words of saying that he's the truth, uh, he's the way, he's the truth in life, it's like an invitation, come and follow me, experience God, experience love, experience hope, and experience life how it was meant 
to be experienced. Not just uh, way out there in eternity, but right now. That is who Jesus is. That is the real Jesus. He is the one that not only offers you a way to God when you can't save yourself, and he is the one who's not only the embodiment of what is true, he is life. And only in having a relationship with him and building your sense of identity and security on him can you experience life to the full. Not only do I read this in John 14, but I've experienced it myself. I have come to see that Jesus is the way from years and years of trying to save myself, from trying to behave my way into being accepted by God, when I come to realize that just by putting my trust in Jesus, who was perfect, who represents me to a perfect God, I can be saved. I have lived and experienced the fact that Jesus is the truth, that when the world fills my mind with lies about who I am and what the world is like, I can rest on the one who is true, and that is Jesus. And I've learned and come to see that Jesus is life, and that the seasons where I avoid him, where I don't pay attention to what he has said or how he has lived, are seasons that I feel empty, and the seasons where I build my life on this uh, perfect person are the seasons where I experience life how it's meant to be lived. And so I guess my invitation to you is twofold. One, if you uh, have come to know Jesus as your savior, if you, if you would say, yes, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. I believe that uh, he uh, died on the cross for me. I believe that he, uh, he is the one I build my life on. My encouragement to you is to keep building your life. Not just your life like for years to come, your eternity, but your days and your weeks on who Jesus is. Keep trying to live like he lived. Keep learning what he said and what he did and let that change you. And if you are someone who has never made a commitment to follow Jesus, who has never said, you know what, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. I uh, believe that he died on a cross for me. I believe he was uh, risen from the dead. I believe that he is the perfect embodiment of what is true and right and what is, that he is full of life. I would invite you to make that decision right now in this moment, to make the decision to say, I'm going to let Jesus be the way to God. I'm going to let Jesus uh, be what is true about not just the world, but me. And I'm gonna let Jesus lead me to life. I'm telling you, it is the best decision I've ever made. And uh, in that moment that you decide, I'm gonna build my life on Jesus, you are right with God. You are rescued. You, God looks at you and he sees the perfection and the beauty of Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And I don't, I'm not just saying that as person that you're watching a video of that works in Lifeline. I'm saying that as someone who knows him to be those things. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for sending Jesus to live a perfect life, to die a death that we deserved and to conquer death by rising from the grave. 
God, I pray right now that if there is someone who uh, hasn't made a commitment to follow you, who hasn't said yes to uh, letting Jesus rescue them, who's been living to save themselves, I pray that right in this moment, right where they're at right now, they would make a decision to follow you. That they would uh, put their trust in Jesus to be the way to you. That they would put their trust in Jesus to be the truth in their lives and their trust to be the life that you were meant, that you gave them to live. God, work in the lives of each of us to trust you more and to live like Jesus lived. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.